this is the silver wolf owl i am angela and today we are highlighting one of our investigation services and we'll be chatting to ryan about that hello ryan welcome back today we are going to be chatting about accident investigations good morning angela and good morning to the listeners what is an accident investigation? Can you give us a general idea of what it is about? An accident investigation is going to the scene of the accident or the incident and marking off where vehicles and persons were at the time of the accident and uh, taking measurements to also... Uh, look at the scene for any other clues or any other leads that you can follow and to also find out why an accident happened um, after hearing how it happened because sometimes how and why don't really go hand in hand and so we we basically piece together things that is not really seen by the the victims of the accident, the perpetrators of the accident, or people that was on the scene. Why is an accident investigation necessary, taking into account the fact that SAPS usually attends at an accident scene and they do their scene sketch and, you know, take witnesses' details and make a report on the accident? Why would an accident investigator be needed um, after they've done that all of that already? The reason why we have to end up doing an accident scene investigation is because so many things is going on when uh, SAPS is on the scene, law enforcement, traffic, ambulance, it's directing traffic, it is controlling crowds as gathering, it is making uh, certain that the accident scene is secured, it is making certain that nobody whose witnesses just wander off and so SAP speaks to the driver, speaks to um, whoever is injured. They uh, not necessarily um, are approached by witnesses all the time um, because this, there is so many different stories um, of how the accident happened. And SAPs can only do so much. And even uh, when it comes to the um, uh Accident reports, the sketches are not always as it as it should have been. It's, you see, an accident scene is a rush-rush situation because the the traffic has to start again, and uh, they are they are pressed for time. the The ambulance is pressed for time because the patients have to leave. The uh, law enforcement is pressed for time because they have to go somewhere else. Because between all this chaos, a lot of information is not uh, noticed or taken into consideration or um, uh, reported. And then you lose a lot uh, on that specific um, point in time. So what we do, we go to the scene of the accident with the police report. And um, also, if the one of the drivers is available at the time, they will then... Uh, point out to us the direction they were traveling and the other vehicle or whatever the situation was they tell us how where they were at that point in time we then mark off the points where 
it happened and where vehicles or people came to be at the um, after the incident. So we will then take measurements. We will look at the behaviors. So we, we will basically go to the scene, measure off, mark off, and document and um, put down all information that is there. From there, we will look at the there's at the time of the day, what is traffic like on a day such as that. We will even go back and look at what the weather was for that day. Was it misty? Was it raining? Was it hot? Was it windy? All these factors play a major role in driver behavior and pedestrian behavior, behavior if um, to put it like that. We then uh, will go back to the scene at that time and actually physically see what behavior is like where the accident happened so that we can look at um, how traffic behave, how pedestrians behave, all these factors so that we can match our, um, not idea, but our, our conclusion of how things happened compared to what is on the police report. And what kind of time frames do you work with? I mean, have these accidents happened maybe like two months ago or two years ago? Or w- what kind of timelines do you work with when you start investing in, uh, investigating an accident compared to when the accident happened? Any time frame. We've worked on three months. We've worked on accidents that happened five, seven years ago. We worked on an accident that happened 17 years ago. So um, we... Basically, um, if an accident happened, we'll be able to investigate it and find, in, in most most cases, we the information is there. You just need to dig deep. Okay, so there's no real time limit or like expiry date for, for these accident investigations. And is that what you're saying? Not at all. As long as the there is reports and someone that can tell us this is how it happened and this is where it happened. From there, um, you'll be surprised to see how easy it is to to get information. And because people have memory, especially when it comes to drama, and you'll be able to unravel that um, uh, scene with, with, you know, metal, like, in a, like in a couple of days, just speaking to people. Then do you find it easier or harder to get information or evidence on those older cases that you know happened years and years ago, um, with people's memories, uh, finding physical evidence, those kinds of things. It's also case specific. You know, sometimes an accident can happen last week and nobody saw anything, um, be it a hit and run, and uh, you get accidents that happen. F- 17 years ago where uh, people remember these accident reports, there is ambulance reports, there is such a lot of information. So each um, scenario is is completely different. Um, For some it's just a cold case. For for others it can be 30 years old and information is there. So it's it's all case specific. Do you find that people or organizations, whoever was involved in the accident, are open to disclosing information or is that affected by their position in the case? So in other words, 
if they have something to benefit from this, that they would, you know, just give you lots of information and 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 hope that you know then that that will add to the investigation and buff their case, or in situations where they don't have anything to lose or gain or whatever, they just feel okay. Well, I'll just give you the information as I know it. Or the other side of it where they are maybe the ones that cause the accident and they feel like they're going to get into trouble or something like that. So they pretend that they don't have memory of it or, uh, you know, fudge information so that it makes them look better than what the, the actual truths and facts are. Do you, do you find that kind of um, contrasts in different accidents? We get that all the time. Uh, we must remember that when someone needs to provide information they provide information to their benefit and uh, be it a, a private person be it a corporation is always only to their benefit um, uh, we we always remember that the there is always two sides to a story and some some organizations companies persons um, big corporates you know uh, they will hide something somewhere because someone is responsible, and um, sometimes it, it it might not have been their fault, but uh, when, it, when it comes to the history of, let's for example say, um, the the audit reports, the maintenance reports, the um, reports in the general are not uh, up to date, or it's or it's lacking um, inspection or. Um, uh, you know where things should have been in order, so they people tend to hide information, and uh, which could then turn the tide in whoever is, let's say, claiming from the road accident fund, so or from from the company. So it's it's basically um, it's information like that that we find out where people are generally. They, they speak for themselves, but they won't expose themselves. And that is what we do. That's what our job is, to find um, what's missing. You know, um, like I said, there is always two sides to a story. So we find what's missing and we piece things together until to a point that it doesn't make sense. And why it won't make sense is because that one bit of information is um, not tying the story up. So, yeah, we we do get that we uh, people, um, you know, they don't disclose. But um, at the end of the day, we will find it. <laughs> like Liam Neeson. Okay, so then, do claimants have to have all the records in order? So, must they have everything? And then they just bring it to an attorney or to an investigator, and that's how the claim works. Or if they've got a, only a little bit of, you know, information at their disposal, um, a little report, or they couldn't get access to the SAPS report or something like that, does that affect how they can claim or if they can claim at all? Anybody can put in a claim uh, was involved in an incident and that want to claim from someone and no matter how little information they have they can then also consult with an attorney uh, or lawyer's firm and the attorneys will then tell them look this is what we need 
and to get that information it will take time and this is where we come in where the attorneys will say look let's get um a accident investigator um uh, on board and then we'll get that information for you because the normal person in the street um they only just went to let's say saps or um they, they got very little they, they had very little to report and but when we come on board we actually um do that for the person um, but anybody can claim as long as you know that you've consulted with the right people they told you what to get and from there you'll be surprised um, the amount of information that can be obtained in a, in a proper investigation. Do people put in false claims, you know, or where they have been in an accident, but they're thinking, oh, they can milk this, you know, you know, and get more money or something like that out of this, out of this whole claim. So they put in extra information or uh, pretend that they have more conditions as a result of this accident or, or things like that. Are they generally honest? about the the whole thing and then they just see you know where, where the cards may fall or do they kind of try their luck sometimes man this is where it comes down to you get people that are open and honest they tell you exactly what has happened if they were the victim and they want to claim they will tell you exactly what happened how it happened and then um, they will tell you who, like um, who's to blame. Then it's an open and shut case. You get cases where people are honest. Then you get people that want to claim. And they tell us their rendition of the story, their version of it. And especially in the case where the person that caused the accident maybe... Um, was is 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 now passed away but the person that caused the accident actually done something because they the person they them they're putting in the claim done something wrong but don't want to accept it so um people tell us their version of the truth and uh it their version of the truth can only go so far because once the the investigation is done we paint that picture. We we look at um, the behaviors, you know, of um, traffic wherever it happened or, or whatever the situation was. We speak to people that saw things, and at the end of the day, there's always, like I said earlier, two sides to the story, and uh, the person that's playing the victim sometimes becomes the perpetrator sometimes become the person that actually caused the accident. And that's what we find out. We find out the truth. You know, uh, if you tell us one thing, we can find out another thing. So it's all case-specific, and um, everyone's got a motive and objective for putting in a claim. But, um, uh, you know, with the data that we, that we gather, um, at the end of the day, uh, you could be the perpetrator. Mm, okay, so I wouldn't get away with any shenanigans then, is what you're saying. <laughs> okay, I'll try to behave myself. So when it comes to witnesses, are they 
is their recollection reliable and is it normally accurate accurate um or is there instances where you know somebody genuinely thought that this is what happened but then you find that their memory was not right you know that they remembered incorrectly but they weren't trying to cause anything or or be scalum or anything like that witnesses are is is and are the most important bit of um uh, we we get the best information from them they look at it from depending what what angle they were sitting or where they were standing for example you got the for example say um a bus you have the bus driver bus driver says the person swerved in front of them um coming from the side of the standing on the side of the road and just swerved you get the passenger behind the bus driver that will say uh no this guy was just driving on the left hand side in, in the emergency lane and just um turn in front of the bus so you got two stories bus driver says he he just turned in front of the bus the other one says he was driving in the in the left lane in the emergency lane and just swerved in front of the bus then we got a passenger that was sitting upstairs and he says that the vehicle was over a matter of 20 kilometers going from the um from the lane the driving lane into the emergency lane and out you know so that's three stories and that was accurate information because they all said basically the same thing so um uh that basically witnesses is um key elements into most of the accident investigations that we do so you really just put the puzzle together and if there are any pieces that are missing you go and find them and put them there so that uh the picture is clearer or that you know you can actually see the whole picture now and um verifying all of this information along the way so that that is the accurate big piece that needs to fit in there that kind of thing am i am i summing it up correctly that is correct yeah um uh, as long as we are pointed in the right direction you know they say that's where it happened and from there we just start unraveling you know it 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 is a interesting um process and uh but yeah it's um it doesn't matter how how old um that puzzle no matter how many pieces it consists of uh we will find every piece what do you find most interesting about investigating accidents the details it is you you hear so many different things about one simple thing that happened and um you know people's imagination can run so wild that you you will ask them a question they will say something and you um kind of think like now wh- like what accident did you see you know so um it's just the what 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 people see and how you put it together is is amazing and um some will say the horse ran across the road some will say that the, that the horse was on was maybe on the trailer or the horse was on the back of the bucky so you have to put together all these things um all these stories and compared to 
um, what actually is in the report. And but you um, have to the the more intriguing it gets, the more you lose sleep because you are really really challenged to the point where it's becoming like a drama, you know. Uh, so I don't watch a lot of TV because my work itself is very exciting. <laughs> okay. So then tell me a little bit more about the major challenges that you face in these kinds of investigations. Secrets. The secrets that the people keep, you know. Um, because um, when things happen, especially if uh, something went down and nobody must know the truth, you know, um, it's that secrets and it is challenging and yet exciting because without training, you're sitting and you're speaking to people and you know that there's a secret between the three of them because they have this Morse code with their eyes, their hands, <laughs> their, their entire body goes into the state of um, communication like hummingbirds and ants, you know. They think we don't see it, but um, it's getting that secret out into the open um, that is, um, uh, I, I won't say challenging, it's, uh, it, it challenges our excitement, you know, so um, it's just getting the truth from the people, and the truth is out there, you know, like they say, um, uh, the truth is out there. So not everything is always a secret at the end of the day. <laughs> so despite challenges and, you know, things maybe not going your way and you're having sleepless nights and because you, your drama is getting too intense, it sounds like you still find joy in doing these, these investigations and this work. Yes, I do. The reason why is because there's someone that has been impacted negatively. And sometimes this person was minding their own business, doing their normal thing. And now they, for example, quadriplegics, you know, no one can speak for them. No one can do. The only thing people can do for them is get them out of bed, feed them, wash them. And um, but they were painted as being the person that um, was the perpetrator or the person that caused the the incident. So um, that basically for me is um, speaking for them, you know, finding that answers for them uh, when nobody, I won't say bothered to look, but no one knew where to look. So for me, that is the rewarding bit. And um, also, um, you know, people live with the guilt of something and when it comes out, uh, they, you know, approach by the, by the facts and the truth and um, it basically sometimes, sometimes makes them, um, you know, come to terms with the action. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's rewarding. Okay. Well, thanks so much for your time and for chatting to me today and giving clarity on what you do and how, what you find rewarding about this and all the information and stuff that you've shared. Thanks for, for joining me today. No, I'm, I'm glad to have been here. Um, yeah, it's just, a, uh, just a note to the listeners, you know, um, there's never too late time to 
you know, find out the truth about something that has happened. Um, we are here to do that for you. So there's always there's 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 always a way to um, get closure and to close a certain chapter in your life. So uh, we are here if you need any investigating. Uh, yeah, that's what we do. <laughs>